Welcome to this week's episode of Esports Rap. This week we're going to be talking about something a little controversial. Um, something that has been a subject of contention for some time now. And, um... No. It's only been getting worse and worse as, as time really goes past. And that's microtransactions in games. Uh, putting it simply, things like loot boxes are breaking it down for those who are unaware of what I'm talking about. These are things that you buy in-game using real money. So you would use your credit card to purchase uh, a box, in a sense. Or even just several different items that maybe aren't in a box. Um, they're just weapons or boosts, you know, things that you can buy from an in-game store. And the issue with it is that sometimes these items, they change the gameplay quite a lot. So... Instead of, say, uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, where you can buy items and whatnot from the cantina. These items are things like mounts. Things like changing your skins or your race. Or getting a new um, weapon skin or a new weapon that you can add modifications to. And sell and stuff like that. These items... While they do affect gameplay in some way because they are cosmetic, while they are cosmetic, they can increase your profits in game, which allows you to then buy other things from other people. Um, so that's more changing the gameplay of the economy. So that's that's one way how these microtransactions can change stuff. You can end up with a server that has like insane prices because of something like that. Um, because a lot of people on that server typically buy these items, sell them, and since a lot of people have money, um, they up the prices for a lot of other things. Now, you could also have it where you actually have like these boxes and stuff like that, these randomly generated items. And that's the main focus that I want to talk about right now. These randomly generated items that you get that are sometimes cosmetic. Um, like in a game in Overwatch. Uh, where you get like, you can get five, or you can get one, five, two, how many other boxes. And it does not change the gameplay because you already have access to all of the characters. That, that comes free. The weapons don't change, like, the type of damage or anything like that, just the way they look. So, for example, someone could have a, a mallet, and then it changes to an axe. But the damage doesn't change. The way how you're hitting them doesn't change. Nothing changes. It's the exact same gameplay. No one gets any better at anything because you decide to change a skin. Or change... A voice command or something like that. 
like that is the definition of good microtransactions because they don't affect anything other than uh, the way how it looks. But when you come with something, and this is what people are really worrying about, especially those who would have played the Battlefield 2 uh, beta over the past weekend, um, to which I gave away a key, but we, we had some issues as gamers. And for the most part, it's because in a game like Battlefield 2, um, Star Wars Battlefield 2, they directly tie the, the progression of the game to... <laughs> they directly uh, tie it to the way how you play the game. So, for example, you have three choices of modifications for your character, three choices of modifications for your gun, uh, three modifications that you can do to your airship, but each of these modifications that you have, you pretty much can only, 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 only get them by loot crates. And these loot crates are bought with credits that you can get. Uh, it's to be seen that these credits can be purchased, but, um, yeah, you pretty much get these credits by performing actions in the game. Um, so, and it doesn't seem to really be reflected in how much you've actually put in. So for example, if you join a, uh, a multiplayer game and you do barely anything, and the person who has like done two or three times more than you, you're both going to end up with the same amount of credits at the end of that game. So that's a little unfair in that aspect. And maybe that may change by the time it actually goes out into the public and whatnot. But you see, something else changes. When you add money, real life currency into it. Because I can then start up an account. I can say I'm going to give $100 and just splurge and getting credits. And then use those credits to buy loot boxes. This means that, yes, sure, I am limited to the amount of modifications I can do by level. Um, it's... So at your first level, you can only put in one mod. You get your second mod at um, level five, and then you get your second, uh, your third mod at level ten. This, after that, it doesn't, it doesn't matter because at level ten you can put in everything. Um, sure, you have to play more on that particular type of thing. But if you've already got all the loot crates and the items from the loot crates, then by the time you get it, you can just slot something in. Not only that, though, it's also tiered. So you can get a really, really, really good item by doing this and by buying these loot crates um, without really having to put in any effort into it. And so by the time you actually get to the point where you say, hey, okay, I'm going to put in my first slot. It can be like the best slot. It can be the one of the better, best slots in the game. And that 
makes a huge difference when you're playing. Granted, you know, everyone, it doesn't really check for levels like that. Um, but it can make things seem a little off. Um, for example, if you are consistently being killed by someone who's showing up as a level one, it's kind of demoralizing in a sense. Um, compared to, you know, someone who's already level 10 or a level, um, some whatever higher. So, I mean, there are elements to it that you really have to think about. There are also games like Hearthstone where you can buy packs of cards and online digital cards. Um, and this has become a point of real contention between free-to-play players and those who just buy packs and like because for example these free-to-play players they would spend time going and doing the arena they would uh, make sure to do the tavern brawls every week they would make sure to do as much as they can with the ranking to try and get as much dust and cards and packs as they can as well as gold so they can buy packs in game without having to spend their real money and then someone who has a credit card comes along and this is where the point of contention is and they can buy hundreds of card well hundreds of packs if they have the funds for it and if from the way how it feels to the free players and this is what I'm I'm really hearing from them is that it kind of negates because this person then suddenly becomes so powerful because they don't have to spend all their time trying to dust up old cards. Um, dusting meaning that they get rid of cards um, to then get crafting materials to then create other cards. Um, they don't have to do all that because when they buy all these different packs, then they don't have to worry about that. They just have all these cards, they can go with the best decks, not have to worry about anything. If they're missing a card, then more than likely they have a lot of duplicates so they can get rid of some of those duplicates, get more dust, and craft the card that they need, or craft some of the cards that they don't even need. Sorry, dust some of the cards they don't even need to get the ones that they do. Um, so it's... It has a real negative effect to the game and it's not only just gameplay but emotional aspects to other players especially those that know that these are um people who buy stuff and then if you're part of the community the, f the <laughs> i know at one point in the hearthstone community i actually mentioned that yes i buy my packs and i was shunned hard like, I got, I, I said it on Reddit, and I got downvoted fiercely. Just because I said I got packs. Like, anything else inside that post that was relevant didn't matter. Um, doesn't matter that I used, that I stream Hearthstone from time to time. Doesn't matter that, you know, I do firesides, and the whole purpose of it was to allow for those who don't have cards to use my account, see how the game is, create a deck of their own, play with other people, and 
have fun. Like that was the entire purpose of it, but it doesn't matter. Um, but when you really, really get into it, a lot of people also see it as the game uh, developer company reaching into our pockets more than they should. So for example, if they buy a $60 game and then these micro transactions come about that change of the gameplay or that add these new features or things like that, then it leaves them feeling flustered because not only have they spent $60 on a game, they now have to spend another five here to get this feature, another 10 there to get this one. Another 20 to get this new de um, downloadable content, which is a whole nother issue of microtransactions, but um, it just piles on and piles on, and it kind of comes from almost from the, this is my personal opinion with it, but it, I see it stemming from the, the way how Japanese games have been doing it. Um, I forget the exact phrasing for it, but it's a... Uh, uh, Pretty much a means where you have this game you would have it could be free it could be something that you paid for it doesn't really matter but what happens is you would have to really progress and get what you want you would have to buy like pachinko in a sense um you pay money you get a random item and then when you open that item a random character comes out and that character be could be a one star and I'm, I'm i'll be honest i'm talking about final fantasy um brave frontier right now but um it could be a one star item or it could be a six star item well six star character and if it's a one star you you pretty much got the worst role if it's a six star, you are insanely lucky and you've got one hell of a powerful character right there. So it's kind of weird in that aspect. Now, that's the way how these games have been seemingly starting to move. And I, I personally think it's really started from the whole um, Japan era. So another example is Lord of the Rings Shadow of War, uh, which should have released a little earlier on this year. But you get the game of 60 bucks and it has a microtransaction economy built in. You can get boxes of rare orcs or legendary loot. Um, but it's also the ending is locked between behind a 20 hour grind that pretty much encourages you to get these loot boxes so that you can finish it up faster um apparently facebook pages reddit pages all these kind of stuff it's people are really complaining about it um so, for example, if we go to the Battlefront Reddit page, the top post at the moment uh, under the hot uh, 
tab quite literally says there's some disagreement on the pay to win aspect as a whole but can we at least agree that the loot box form of progression is utterly terrible let's see what he actually has to say i will quote super sorry soups underscore man over at reddit who has a 95 percent upvote right now i can see both sides of the pay to win argument on one hand we should all be on the level on a level playing field it should be about skill and on the other hand if an adult with money wants to spend a few extra bucks to unlock the gun he wants early he should be able to however the truly insidious problem with this game the slot machine he scratched that out and said loot box system let's say you want to be a heavy gunner because that's your thing in a game like battlefield 4 or modern warfare 2 you would f unlock better rifles scopes camos etc by actually playing as that class there was a clear path to your goal if you wanted a certain weapon then you needed a certain amount of experience or ex e um, xp as he has it while playing that with that class then if you wanted to get a new scope for that gun you earned it by using that gun it even had an option that if you didn't have the free time to invest you could spend a few extra bucks just to get that gun right away all players were able to have fun with the current system meaning back in battlefield 2 if you want to be a heavy then screw you there's a loot box that has stuff for the starship you have zero interest in ever playing you can get in theory get a maxed out awesome heavy gunner class in two hours of play or grind for about 200 hours without ever getting there it's pure luck i want to stop there for a moment and actually address that because that is actually completely true and that's part of the issue right there is that these are quite literally packs that have a random item you can end up getting the exact same item which then more than likely becomes scrap which then it may not be a whole lot because say the gun you want is going to cost 600 scraps and typically from the loot boxes i've only gotten like 20 or 40 scraps max each one of those boxes costs at least 1,000 or 1,100 credits. Each game, depending on if you won or lost, gives you somewhere between 50 credits to a few hundred. So it can be quite a daunting task when you've accumulated all of these credits spend it on this loot box and you get some of the crappiest items in game whereas your friend does the exact same thing gets the best items and you're just kind of left there going what the hell just happened i'm going to continue on with this from soups underscore man i watched the same thing rapidly destroyed the mass effect andromeda online community this winter some guys 
opening day scored god tier weapons and classes while most users had to spend dozens of hours in hopes to get a single ultra rare they wanted a buddy on my friends list had a whole had the sole dream of playing as a sniper character and spent over 60 hours playing as classes he didn't even enjoy just so he could pull that un- slashed up slot machine loot box over and over again before he could finally get the gun he wanted a gun i unlocked randomly on my second day of play and never even used i'm out living slightly uh this is so much worse than a traditional pay to win system because at least there you as a normal player can still work to unlock the things you want and this current setup you could literally be the desperate kid adult with money who spends $200 and still not gets the gear you wanted. As a community, it should be this loot box based progression system that we rally against. There will always be a pay to win mechanic because people will always be willing to spend time over money. We cannot win that fight, but we can win to get these games fixed and taken off loot boxes before it's too late. And see, there again is the difference between something like Battlefield 2 and a game like Overwatch. Where you already have all the game, have all the needed items. You don't have to worry about uh, not having the correct weapon for this class. Because you already have it. You don't have to worry about this particular mod for that gun. Because it's easy to buy. Or easy to obtain. Even something like where you just gather enough points to then spend on a system where you can then go inside of a store, take a look look at the exact items and say, okay, I'm going to buy this one instead of being like, okay, I'm going to buy this loot box and get a one out of 50 chance of getting the one that I actually want. And that is the difference between what's happening right now. What's got people pissed off. I completely agree. I don't think the system behind buying items is necessarily an inherently bad because yes, yeah, sometimes you do not have the time to sit and play for hours and hours on end just so you can play the class that you actually want to play properly. Granted, I also believe that, you know, if you buy a game for a certain amount of money, you should be able to play that game fully. But in the cases where that doesn't happen, sure, I would much rather prefer be able to go inside of a store saying, I want to get this item, which has this amount of power up and whatnot, which is quite literally the original definition of pay to win. Because you, you are easily able to get this item now. But it's definitely better than a loot box system. And that's a sad thing for to actually say. I don't know how to really <laughs> really say that any differently. If you feel differently, feel free to message me on Twitter or on our Facebook page. Twitter is M-O-A-R underscore cookies. 
sorry, M O A R. Um, yeah, underscore cookies. Facebook is more cookies, M O A R space cookies. And let me know your thoughts. Because I know right now, I'm not impressed. I am not. Anyway, that's been this episode of Esports Wrap. Don't forget to tune in this upcoming Thursday for Tech Talk, where we go over these, well, the past week in technology news. And we will be back with Esports Wrap next week, Tuesday, with hopefully a guest or two. Um, I'm going to, we might have some very controversial topics coming on shortly. So keep an eye out for that. Until next time, this has been your host, Michael Armorgan. Take care.